0: Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast. Helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov.
1: All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. Hey, Beth, how are you doing?
0: Hey, I am ready for trade show season. That's how I'm doing.
1: Ready for trade shows. You know, I think... This is a very timely podcast because we're going to be talking about how to use digital to make your trade show or specifically even IBS more successful. We were doing some prep for today's podcast and I did a quick count. I shouldn't say quick. I used Excel <laughs> to help me out, but there are around. That's not quick. That's not quick. There are around 1,500 companies exhibiting at IBS alone this year. And I don't think that, I don't know if that list includes biz as well, but I thought, man, that's a ton of companies.
0: That is a lot of companies vying for the eyeballs and foot traffic.
1: So what we want to talk about today is how can you drive more foot traffic to your trade show booth? And I think one thing that we always try to do when we, when we talk about driving foot traffic to a booth is how can you educate your audience in advance of what they're going to get when they come to your booth? Because getting them to your booth is great. Like that's a win. But if they can get to your booth, knowing more about what you positioning or what your message is, man, you're going to be so much more successful than if they just kind of walk in blind going, oh my gosh, I hope their sales team isn't too pushy. You know,
0: you're going to have more informed conversations. They might come in with really specific questions about your product and how it applies to a project they have coming up. They're immediately a warm lead instead of a cold lead that you've got to warm up in a very short amount of time. Trade show booths are packed. And your sales team is prioritizing conversations, prioritizing the people that are coming in. So if you can get them there, like you're saying, Zach is exactly right, educated about the product or anticipating value because you've already given them value ahead of time, you're gonna be in such a better spot.
1: You know, most manufacturers spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars to get their people to a trade show, get the booth set up, the actual manufacturing of the booth. That costs a ton of money. And just waiting and sitting and hoping that people come is, I don't know what else to say, but like, that's not a winning strategy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really not. So what we're going to talk about today is digital efforts we've seen that get more people in your booth, help you have more informed conversations and really close more sales from your trade show efforts.
1: So before we can dive into specific tactics, Beth, I think we need to lay the foundation for why is an architect, a builder, a contractor, anyone in the building product sales channel going to visit a trade show this year, whether it's IBS, KBiz, or any trade show throughout 2019, they're there specifically for what? They
0: want to connect with their current manufacturers, discover new products, get inspired by other people in the industry about what's up and coming and get education so they can produce better projects.
1: There's a bunch of reasons why anyone in the Building Products Sales Channel is going to go to a trade show, whether it's education, networking, working with existing manufacturers that they want to build a better relationship with, or they're looking for new products and inspiration for new potential projects down the road. There's a bunch of reasons why, but I tell you, the number one reason why they're not there is to be sold. (laughs) Like, and I think that I just say that to say, if you can come at your trade show and even your marketing efforts from the standpoint of how can we help assist, how can we guide our audience? You're going to be so much more effective than trying to always pounce on the sale versus actually trying to help. And I know that that's common sales tactics, but it, it's important to note with your marketing as well as you want to give, 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 give value. And that's going to make your sales efforts that much more, as I said, effective.
0: I think you're exactly right, Zach, and it is common knowledge and probably how you approach sales every other day of the year. But in a trade show, when you're under just a really tight timeline, you know you're in kind of under the gun to have valuable conversations in maybe 30 seconds or less. It's really easy to just skip to the value prop of your product, but you've got to remember the person walking into your booth, they are a builder with a pain point. They are someone who has had experience with your product category and has specific questions about that. They've had maybe another manufacturer's product has recently failed on one of their projects. There's a hundred different things that they want to talk to you about that come at least a little bit before the value prop. We understand that you're there for a reason. You're there to sell product. So you need to be able to have that type of a conversation. But if you're getting there through, as Zach is saying, being an assistant and a guide and a helpful resource and an understanding person who knows they're there with a specific pain point and need an answer to a problem, you're going to have a lot more of a productive conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of pressure. A ton of pressure. It's a ton of pressure because you have like, what, two, three days to get people into your booth, get them to convert. I mean, frankly, you have one or two days because by the third day of IBS, people are, just you know, glassy-eyed. <laughs> can't yeah, look at any more re- pamphlets. They are, ready, <laughs> they are ready to go. So when you think about digital marketing and what you're trying to do to support your trade show efforts, it's important to look at it from a couple of different angles. And the first being, how can you support the pre-trade show? How can you support it during? And how can you support it after? There's a bunch of different tactics we're going to break down for you here, but always think about it from those three stages. So if you're trying to get people to your trade show booth, if you look at digital marketing efforts, there's a couple of different avenues that work relatively well. And then Beth, why don't you break down for everyone the different tactics that we've seen work to get people to your booth in advance? Like how can you prep them as far in advance as possible of the event?
0: The three areas we've seen work really well for getting people primed to see you at a trade show are email, social, and search.
1: And then with an email, it's important to break it down or segment it based upon really two factors. Who are your existing customers? And then do you have a list of potential customers? segmenting those lists and then sending those individuals tailored communication based upon what you're trying to communicate your booth is going to be the most effective approach versus just blasting everybody. The name of the game in 2019 is the more segmentation and personalization that you can dive into and use within your digital marketing, that much more effective you're going to be. So if you got a list of potential customers, you're trying to win over sending them email saying, Hey, are you going to be at this trade show? It doesn't need to be really overdone. Are you going to be this trade show? Are you going to be here? We'd love for you to come by. We'd love to introduce ourselves. We'd love to do X, Y, and Z. Existing customers, communication can be much more focused on, hey, come check out this new product we have, this this new inspiration. Here's some valuable education that we have, which can be used on both sides of that segmentation. Again, think about the reasons why someone's going to be at a trade show and try to give them that value versus just selling to them. That's what your pre-email should be focused on is segmenting those two audiences and then delivering them value to try to get them into the booth, build relationships, build connection, and then track that to see, okay, do they respond? Do they come by the booth? How does that work so that you can apply that to future trade show efforts as well?
0: Zach, what do you think about manufacturers purchasing trade show contact lists? A lot of them will let you purchase the email list for attendees. Do you think that's worth it?
1: I think there's value to that, Beth. It just depends upon what they're willing to give you and what you're allowed to do with that list. But that's a good question.
0: If you can't segment and you'd have to just email all 25,000 people the exact same email, maybe it's not as worth it. But if you could identify if they're an architect, builder, or contractor, that would possibly make it a more valuable list, right?
1: Very true. And then within social, like if you've got that list... The other thing that we've seen that works within social is, and this is a little bit harder to do than email. Like with email, you can send it weeks in advance, but within social, obviously you want to be talking about it within your channels, but you can actually target or geofence the actual trade show. So let's say the trade show is in Vegas. You want to target individuals who are interested in construction, architecture, whatever it might be within three to five miles of the convention center. You want to think about what's the message that you're trying to deliver. How can you build that? Like we always try to use like video when possible because it's much more cost effective And target those individuals a couple days in advance of the trade show and even during the trade show. So that's going to bleed over a little bit into our during efforts. So you want to target people based on their email. You can actually plug those emails directly into social channels within the ad platform. You can target them based on interest and you can target them based upon their geographic region. But the whole goal is to deliver value, exhibit why you're going to be at that trade show, why someone should come by. And then if you can entertain or educate or inform about your brain in a way that captivates them, that's great because at the end of the day, social, I mean, the reason why they're there is because they're there to be entertained. So if you come at it really staunchy and it's very stiff and hard, like people are not going to pay attention to that.
0: Agreed. If you can show me a video that is entertaining and also crosses into my industry of interest, that's a winning combo, man.
1: Beth, we had a client we work with recently who were like, hey, can you help us come up with a, an interesting, somewhat funny or jovial video that we can use to target people at this trade show they went to this past year? And they were like, sure. They, like, they had an awesome attitude. i like, sure. And so what they did was they grabbed their product. They have a tool. And somebody literally balanced this tool on their head. <laughs> and then we used tracking within video to like tell people where their booth was. It got 10,000 views in three days. And we spent like 150 bucks on it. That's awesome. And so they got good foot traffic from it. It worked really well. But the thing about it that I really enjoyed was that we didn't overthink the video. People were on social media to be entertained, and they were having fun with their product, and it got people into their booth in the process.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, especially for social ads. If you're targeting a cold audience, like have fun. Just sticking your branding video out there, that's just not going to get you the biggest return on your investment. But if you can have fun, show that you have a good personality, give them some anticipation of what they're going to find in your booth deliver value and really entertain them, you're knocking it out of the park.
1: And then within search, Beth, obviously, I think you mentioned this or hinted at this, but if I'm on Google and I search for IBS hotels or IBS trade show, if I'm a manufacturer, I want to be targeting those terms directly within Google, potentially, you know, especially as they get closer to the event, because those people that are searching for that are most likely going to go. Absolutely. But the other thing too, is that you can actually start to pull over what somebody searches for on Google into YouTube, and you can target individuals based upon what they searched from Google on YouTube. Whereas previously, I think it was this way before 2017, I can only target people based on what they watch within YouTube or what they search for within YouTube. And now you can target people based upon what they searched within Google, which is incredible. If I look at the intent of somebody online, and they have intent to go to the trade show, I can target them with a video on YouTube. It's just the capabilities there. Most people don't know that that's possible. And there's so many. It's huge. Oh, man, it's huge. Like you have so much potential.
0: It's a literal game changer, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so we just talked about strategies for prepping your audience and targeting potential customers during pre-show events through email, social, and search. So now we're going to talk about strategies for how do you really grab attention and make the best use of digital during the trade show event? Because that's a busy three days. And we just totally recognize that. So a couple of quick ways that you can utilize social social media is such a key tool during events. When we were prepping for this, we were talking about Twitter. Twitter's kind of a question mark for building materials, manufacturers across the board. It's just, it gets low engagement, but Twitter shines at live events.
1: It's their shine time.
0: It's their shine time. We did an exhaustive report for a client recently. We looked at five years worth of social media data. And they are very active. They have large following on all of their social media platforms. And what we found is that on Twitter, their engagement was lacking. We'll just say lacking. It was very, very low. (laughs) (laughs) So we looked at the top tweet for each of the five years. And year over year, the top tweet was always at a live event. Well, it was at a trade show or some type of industry-specific conference that they were attending. That's because Twitter is really revolves around that live action, that in-the-moment news update. So if you are a manufacturer on Twitter, this is a great time to do it. People love to be a part of the community. So using hashtag IBS2019 or hashtag World of Concrete 2019 or whatever the trade show's hashtag is helps people feel like they're all connected. They want to be part of that moment. So it's a great opportunity to do that. And then I would carry that hashtag over to all of your social. If you're not sure how to use Instagram stories, this is a great chance to do it. Do a story when you're setting up the booth because it's not going to be really pretty, but it's cool. You can get some good action videos. It's fine if it's rough. It doesn't really matter. Another great way to use Instagram stories during the show is if you're hearing a constant theme and you're like, oh, this sounds like it's going to be a theme for projects this year, or we got this question a lot. We should just answer this question on stories, or if you're having a really cool conversation, with a builder, you know, maybe it's a long-time customer, and you guys have a great conversation. He has a really cool testimonial to share. Hop on Stories, record a thirty-second video. It's something that will get a lot of reach and interest, and is a great way to organically captivate and use the content that's in front of you.
1: Those are some great nuggets there, Beth. The other thing I would also recommend is that specifically at trade shows, you've got that ability to geofence, which you can do a little bit of that, you know, pre-show, yeah, but really during show, if you can geofence on social using social advertising, as well as in search and YouTube, like, man, that's where you can really use geofencing to your advantage because you've got a very finite group of individuals. So your ad spend is not going to be outrageous, but you know that when you get someone to your page or to that ad or or whatever it might be, the chances of that person being a potential customer is very high.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just as a quick explanation, geofence means you can set up ads that are only shown to people in a specific geographic location And you can even actually get that geofence down to a pretty tight radius. So you don't have to target every single person in Vegas. You can target sometimes even up to like down to the convention center or a couple block radius. So you're really able to make sure that the people you're targeting are highly, highly qualified because they're all going to be at that event.
1: And finally, for post-trade show, which I think, frankly, is the most important thing. Absolutely
0: the most.
1: Oh, my gosh. You spent all that money all that time, all your resources at that trade show, please, please, please do something with those leads.
0: Follow up with the leads, man. Just do it.
1: But I think, you know, when we plan out a trade show follow-up sequence, Beth, a lot of it has to do with coordinating with your sales team. You know, your sales team is going to have individuals or leads that they know are really hot, that they're going to work. And then you're going to have individuals that maybe aren't quite as warm. And so, again, it comes back to that segmentation Thing we talked about is segmenting those leads in the midst of the trade show that you know what kind of communication you want to send to who. So once you've got that list in place, then what you do is you can start to plan out those emails. Sending a simple thanks for stopping by the booth. Frankly, that's not what we typically recommend. Yes. <laughs> the, the reason being is because that's what everyone else is sending because they can't think of something else to send. So get outside your box. Think of what information, education, what did you provide at the trade show that aligns with what someone might want following up? from the trade show. Give that to them along with a a thank you note, but don't just say, Hey, thanks for stopping by the booth because that's going to go right into their trash folder. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm, I'm so serious. I mean, that's harsh. If you can't send anything else, that's okay.
0: I think you're hundred percent right.
1: If you can't say anything else, like I understand. I, I don't hear me the wrong way. Sending something is better than sending nothing. But if you can create some really segmented tailored content, post-trade show, it's going to be helpful. And then work that sequence using automation or some sort of email tool that you use and work them down the path of the customer journey, trying to give them more helpful information because you know that they came to your booth. The other thing that we recommend, and this kind of goes to some of our recommendations for pre-enduring, but that narrative that you gave at your trade show booth and the narrative that's within your email, delivering that same content and social using social advertising, using the same tactics, loading those emails directly into Facebook, Instagram, loading those emails into other platforms, and then delivering ads that follow that narrative and driving people to the actions you want them to do is another winning strategy that frankly, very few manufacturers are doing, and it's not very difficult to do.
0: That is also one of those pieces of digital marketing that gives the impression that you are a big company who has it together and will service your customer as well. That's going to give any potential customer just such a positive impression about who you are because you have done this pre-planning by having these ads ready to go as soon as the trade show is over. They're not going to feel annoyed by that. They're going to feel impressed. Don't you think so?
1: I totally agree. It's like we've got our game together.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. We
0: have our game together to service ads, and we're also just going to be this amazing manufacturer. We're just going to help you you
1: everywhere you go. We're going to be there helping you.
0: You should just totally work with
1: us. Why wouldn't you want to work with us? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I just,
0: why are we having this conversation still?
1: So Beth, to sum everything up, break it down in pre, during, and post. Break down your efforts in those areas. And again, I know we talked about this in our 2019 strategies that are going to win, which I know we plugged in episode 22. Segmentation and personalization is really going to help you make these efforts go much further than they would be if they weren't personalized or segmented. And what that means is just making sure that the content information you're giving people is on point with what they're looking for and on point with who they are. So if you can do that and you've got very timely communication, the speed at which you're delivering is on point is critical. Not to belabor this issue, but we went a few years ago to IBS. We went to over 100 booths and only a handful of people sent us communication within a few days of the actual trade show. So if you can be one of those people that delivers it to them quickly and timely with very personalized communication it's going to be much more effective than if it was just blanketed everybody and it comes a few weeks late. So again, plan in advance, plan now, get that information, that narrative down so that all of that work is most of it's already done.
0: Yeah. And just to say really quickly, we know that a lot of manufacturers have a very lean internal marketing team. So if you can only choose one of these strategies and you're like, Zach and Beth, I can't possibly have three sets of ads for pre, during, and post and, you know, all of this other stuff, we would really recommend focus on post, Mm -hmm. then have that follow-up email sequence ready, have those ads ready to roll out as soon as the trade show concludes, have a plan for how you're going to deliver value and not just a Hey, thanks for stopping by, spend time developing that content so that you're delivering value immediately. We understand if you're not able to do all of three, it's great. If you can start with the pre-show so that you can get more traffic and on and on, but Really, it's the follow-up where you're going to see the true return on investment and actually closing some sales as a result of being as part of that trade show.
1: Awesome. And if you want more information on trade shows, we encourage you to check out episode seven of Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast. It also has some great insights on strategies to make your trade shows much more effective. But again, if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com forward slash podcast. And if you're going to be at IBS, drop Beth and I a line. We'd love to meet up with you at podcast at venvio.com. Until next time, I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnicola To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit benvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.